Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. And welcome to Episode 7 of Business Owners Radio. Today, we'll be talking with Talat Mahmoud of Sky Panther Capital, and he's going to be talking to us about business plans, specifically a new business plan model that he's developed that can really be a powerful strategic tool for any stage of business. Craig, do you remember the first time you wrote a business plan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those traumatic experiences from the standpoint uh, there's so many things that you didn't think of or didn't address in the original strategy. You thought you had it all figured out, and then you come up to something like financials, or you come up to something like implementation, in which you may have to look at legalities, licensing issues. Oh man, one of our companies, we had so much to do in the licensing side of the equation, and it totally discounted exactly how much that was going to cost in both time and financials. And it actually turned out to be one of the most critical and time-consuming segments of our business for a good six months. Yeah, and that was a key success factor. You didn't even know it. Didn't see it coming. How (laughs) How about you, Shai? Yeah, you know, when we developed the aviation company, we were just a bunch of pilots. You know, we wanted to start a company and change the world. And we tried to do research about how to write business plans, and we did a ton of market research, and and it was all academic. It was all bench research, and we we made our best assumptions that we could, and we got pretty much every one of them wrong. And it wasn't wasn't which ones we got wrong. It was like, by what order of magnitude did we get those wrong? You found something you're really good at, huh? Yeah, yeah. It turns out we were very good at flying airplanes, and we were very passionate and very passionate about hospitality, and, and that's something that our company still shows today. But in terms of understanding how we might actually make money, we had no idea. We had no idea, and we learned as we went along. We learned what was working, what wasn't working. But it's interesting to think about what could have been different in order to shorten that brain damage. And so at Georgetown, we use the lean startup methodology and other tools to help people really take a more scientific approach to figuring out a business model before they bet their own money and their own time and their own future on, on launching a business. When you're starting a business or even when you're in a business and you're looking at doing a pivot, the chaos and the excitement of startup or doing something new, a new division, this forces you into a structured mode where you logically have to think through all of the details involved in that business. Yeah, and you know, our guest today, Talat Mahmoud, is a guy that really looks at business plans differently. You know, his background has been in fundraising, but also as an investor on the other side of the table, evaluating businesses. And I can tell you that that is a completely different point of view when you're trying to figure out whether to invest or to give somebody a loan if you're a bank. And he's got a little bit different of approach. Talat is saying, hey, let's let's revisit the business plan as a way to look at your business that you're running right now and try to figure out if you're really creating value and are building an asset that's sustainable and that somebody would make an investment in or even buy someday. Talat, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shai. Thanks for having me. So tell us about Sky Panther Capital. What led you to launch this company and what kind of work do you do there? Yeah, no, good place to start. So I've been working for the last 10 to 12 years in uh, business advisory. 
Um, I didn't start off in that space. I'm, I'm an aerospace engineer by sort of background, and I spent a, a year in the, in the industry. Uh, but then I moved over to, to business advisory soon after that. And then for the last 10 or 12 years, it's very much been working with small and medium-sized businesses on fundamentally on raising funding, but also on exits as well. And through Sky Panther Capital now, I advise uh, a number of small and medium-sized businesses on things like principally raising funding and on preparation for exits. And then you're experiencing doing that. What kind of gaps do you see in their strategy and what kind of problems do you help them solve? A lot of people who typically get in touch with me, they're either at the stage of wanting to exit their business, in which case I'm helping them with the whole planning piece. And planning is a is a big theme of everything that I do. Or on the other hand, they're looking to raise funding, in which case um, I'm helping them in getting themselves organized for that. And in many instances, it kind of boils down to one thing, which is the, the business plan that the businesses have, have got in place or haven't got in place in order to really help them either raise funding or get the right kind of exit for their business. So, lot, what examples can you give us of a business plan that's not functioning well? Yeah, I'll give you an example of a specific case where I was advising a business. And actually, this is one of the sort of circumstances which I see over and over again with businesses and business owners. And so this is a CEO of a small business that approached me who were looking to raise funding. So it was an electrical devices business. And they'd been operating for a number of years, completely privately funded. The CEO saw an opportunity to increase growth within that business, so effectively to add new product lines to their company, and was very keen to explore external funding options. I can tell you, you know, uh, when I get a business plan that's, that, that comes in front of me and it's a thick document, you know, around 100 pages, there's a big sigh that, that comes out immediately because I know that this has got a hell of a lot more detail in there than is required for it to be funded. And the problem that this business owner had with his business plan was that he was very much focusing on the detailed technical electrical elements of his product and of his market. Uh, and you look at something like that, and that's not something which is fundamentally relevant to either a lender or an investor for them to make a decision on whether or not they want to invest in that business. Uh, and that's something that I see time and time again. I think when you're a business owner, you can quite easily fall into that trap because you've spent many years working in that business, working in that industry. So you know a lot about it naturally. And in some ways, you're just trying to impart that knowledge with people who you're trying to impress. But Unfortunately, that's one area where it's not the kind of detail that investors and banks are wanting. So definitely cutting down on length of business plans is definitely the way to go, I think, and is definitely something that I advise a lot of the business owners that I work with. So the business plan structure and its content and depth may be changing. What other things are you noticing with the changes in today's business plans? Um, I think fundamentally, uh, Craig, I, I think... You know, it's something that works for both parties. So it's something that works for business owners and it's something that works for investors and lenders as well, is that the business plans need to have a lot more of the business owner in them. What do I mean by that? So effectively, I mean, you know, their experience, their background, their passion for why they wanted to start that business, their experience of what worked and what didn't work. When you're talking about putting a business plan together, I think one of the main reasons people struggle is because the way they build them is in such a way that there's a lot of crystal ball gazing you know it's kind of looking into the future and, and no one knows what's going to happen into the future so you know they're, they're kind of trying to present a picture which they think is a good estimate for what their business can do in the future and actually the best way to do that is to look at yourself and look at your business 
and look to see what it actually already has done uh, and use that as a marker for what you think it can do going forwards. And there's too few businesses who are actually doing that. They will do that to an extent. So they'll definitely look at some historical information in their business. But then when it comes to, say, financial projections, all of a sudden you'll see this massive inflection point. And it's almost as though the last five or 10 years of their business never existed and we're talking about a completely different business. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that I see in business plans time and time again is the history of that business isn't reflected in the future projections for that business. Tell that so many times I see clients not really wanting to focus a light on their past financials. How would you handle that with a client? The key advice I say to them is just to be honest. I think when you're trying to get into an investor or a lender, it's a relatively long-term partnership. So you could be working with them for you know three, three to five years typically. And so a big cornerstone of that relationship is that trust and that honesty. So if you've got historics in your business which you're not entirely happy with or you don't think that it shows your business in the right light for, then I think the best thing to do is to be open and honest about that. And I think it's really the commentary around that and the explanation as to why that performance has been there in the previous year is what can make or break your discussions with funders. So if you're able to give reasons as to you know why, for example, revenue growth was lower in the last couple of years or why your operating margins, the profit margins were lower than the market norms, and those reasons and those justifications made sense, then you're still in the game as far as getting the investor or the bank convinced in terms of moving forward with you. It's only when people try to cover up what's happened in the past is when they become unstuck and very quickly the conversations kind of unravel and it doesn't end nicely. Talat, what is the value of a business plan for someone who is not seeking financing right now specifically or is not seeking an exit? How can this help them run their business better on a day-to-day basis? On a day-to-day basis, it's very important that the business owner, the whole team, in fact, have a strategy that they can follow. If you're looking to build a business and you're looking to build a successful business, there needs to be a plan behind it. And that plan is typically articulated through some form of a business plan. And the reason why that's important is because it really allows the senior management team of that business to really put down and express their thoughts on a number of different areas, so on the product, on their marketing plan, on the the future of their team, on the financials and the kinds of numbers that they expect to hit. It allows them really to think through how they want their business to grow overall and what those individual components will be, which will allow for that growth to occur. Uh, Once they have that in place, then that should form the document or the basis on which, you know, on a monthly basis, they effectively measure themselves against. Um, And I think that's where a number of uh, business owners fall down on is they may well go ahead and create a business plan, but then typically it gets shelled and, and there's no further reference to it. And I think one of the reasons for that is a business plan is fine as you're going through some of the detail and you have to go through some level of that detail really to map out a business plan. But I think then beyond that, what you have to do is effectively take extracts of the business plan, which effectively form the milestones and the metrics of your business. So every business will have different metrics. And what do I mean by metrics? Well, that's effectively some of the key indicators within your business which allow you to understand whether or not your your business is moving forward in the right way or not. So it could be, for example, monthly cash burn, or it could be average customer spend. Uh, it's, it's, It's a number of things, not too many, maybe three to five metrics, which are 
some of the things that which are most important to your business, which will give you an idea as to whether or not you're moving in the right direction. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, is the milestone. So again, this is something which you will discuss in, in your business plan to identify over the next you know, 12, 18, 24 months. What are those key milestones, those key markers in the ground that you need to hit in order to achieve success and ensure that the business is growing the right way? So once you've created a business plan, these milestones and metrics is something that could be extracted and put into a simple dashboard, very simple dashboard, which is then what is used on a monthly basis to to track how the business is actually doing. So Talat, it's interesting to me because it seems a little counterintuitive at first. If I'm a business owner and I'm an established business owner, I'm running my business every day. For the most part, I, I know how it works. I do my budgets. I, you know, I get things done. I get people paid. And it's almost like you're asking me to take a step back and now write down a business plan. What's the value to that? You know, a business plan and the exercise that you go through to develop a business plan, more importantly, is an exercise which I think is extremely valuable because typically when we're working on our businesses, we're spending a huge amount of time on them and we're dealing with the day-to-day issues that our businesses are facing, it's very easy to lose sense of actually, you know, where is this actually going? And what are some of the opportunities that we need to be exploring? And I think what the business plan exercise does is it really kind of, you know, gets you to hold on a moment and really view your business from sort of 30,000 feet to look at it and see, well, okay, things are going fine at the moment. This is what we're doing. This is a course that we're headed on. Maybe we know where we're going to be in six months' time or 12 months' time or 24 months' time. Maybe we don't. And actually, maybe we thought we knew it, but given the performance that our business is having, and especially if it's a positive performance, then maybe actually there are other opportunities that we could explore, that we need to explore, which we haven't even thought about because we've not taken that time to, to sit down and kind of objectively assess our business with a view of seeing, well, actually, you know, these are the growth drivers. And so how can we better take advantage of the growth that we're seeing in our business? And I think the exercise of, of really kind of breaking the business down in a number of key areas and then objectively justifying what makes sense and what doesn't make sense, what works and what doesn't work, can typically, and I found this with a lot of clients that I work with, lead them down a path which they haven't previously considered. And so it really opens up a lot more options for them in terms of what they could explore for their business and and potentially lead them to further growth. It's fascinating. We always talk about these two phases, right, where a startup is like a temporary organization that is really searching for a business plan, and then a company executes the plan. And it's so interesting how in the real world what frequently happens is companies go from startup to execution and frequently they don't fully understand what's working because they're so busy just trying to execute every day and get revenue every day. They, they really haven't been able to take a step back and say, well, how am I making money and how am I creating value? Am I creating, you know, and, and am I maximizing that value creation? And it sounds like what you're saying is you can take a step back and revisit your business plan and really sort of analyze how you're doing that and make sure that you're on track or maybe make some adjustments to become more profitable. Absolutely. And I I think one of the reasons maybe why uh, a number of business owners may kind of gasp at the thought of, you know, putting together a business plan if their business is, is going well and they've never used it before is because they 
have this perception that it's something which is going to take months and months to write. And, and that's something that I don't subscribe to. My view of putting a business plan together is something which answers some critical questions about the business, gives you a clear view on what's working, what's not working, and the way to go ahead, but does that in a matter of weeks as opposed to a matter of months. So how did you develop this smart business plan? Yeah, so I have a flagship course, which is a Smart Business Plan Academy. And really what it does is it takes my learnings and my experience over the last 12 years, and that's as a business advisor and as an investor. So it's taking that learning from both sides of the table, having worked with hundreds of companies in all sorts of sectors and at all sorts of stages, so from from relatively early stage to pretty large companies, and really breaking all of that down into the things that worked and the things that didn't work. I've kind of used conventional wisdom on business plans, broken down a number of the myths, uh, for example, that it has to be particularly long, that you have to have lots of appendices, that you need to talk about the product section in huge amounts of detail. I've broken all that down and really thought about, well, actually, you know, what are the aims that we're trying to achieve with the business plan? And so therefore, if those are the aims, what are the critical questions we need to ask? And if those are the critical questions that we need to ask, how do we get those answers? And if we're trying to get those answers then this isn't an exercise of making up the answers and hoping for the best. This is an exercise of looking within the business itself and looking to the entrepreneur themselves and the business owner themselves and understanding, well, what experience do we have as far as the marketing plan is concerned? And so therefore, if we're projecting this as being our marketing plan of the future in the business plan, it has to be built on the experiences that we already have, similarly with the financial projections, similarly with the way that we want to grow our team, et cetera, et cetera. What are the biggest revelations that people have had that you've worked with as they go through this process of actually putting on the brakes and taking a deep breath and, and, <laughs> di- and dissecting their business a little bit? What do they find out? What, what shocks them? I think one of the critical areas is around really the products and services section. So when they're actually talking about their business, instinctively, they know who their customer is, right? I mean, they're selling to them on a day-to-day basis. But the way that I break it down and I get them really to think about who is their customer and more importantly, in some ways, who isn't their customer. Uh, because I think what happens with many businesses is they, you know, they start a business and they kind of fall into a, uh, into a bucket of the, these are the kinds of customers we serve, but they're not actually aware of it necessarily themselves. They just know that they've got customers and that's where they get their custom from. When they do that exercise of looking at the, the products and services section, really understanding who their product, uh, who their customer is, that's something which gives them a huge amount of clarity. And it gives them, in addition to that, a lot of other ideas because now they've really thought through, well, actually, you know, maybe we thought our customer was this and this, but actually, no, no, it's actually just this type of person or this type of company who is our customer. And because they've really thought it through and justified it within their business, that gives them a way to start thinking more specifically about how to serve that customer. And let me tell you what I see is that most entrepreneurs are not coming from a startup incubator. They're simply ordinary people who had an opportunity and jumped on it and had the guts to try something out, right? And so they had a skill and a certain background and an opportunity came and they said, you know what? This is my chance. I want to try to make this happen. So therefore, there really is no startup stage. They jump right to execution and they haven't really thought about who their ideal customer is. Because they're just happy to have a customer, <laughs> any customer. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is when they start to get a little bit of traction, whether it's a product or service they're selling, again, they're just so happy to have revenue. They're so happy to have traction. They're so happy to be selling. So they just keep selling. 
and they don't necessarily understand how profitable that specific segment is or how that might be hurting them compared to other things they could be doing. Sometimes it's the quality of their customer base that's wrong. And now they've engineered all their process and all of their activity around attracting the wrong customer. And that's straining all of their time and all of their resources. And we just see this again and again and again. And so sometimes an interruption like this, just to get you to step back and analyze, I would think can just yield a profound difference because Craig and I see this with our clients all the time. Yeah, I echo exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what I see with the guys that I'm working with and the guys that I've worked with in the past. They go through this exercise and it does open their eyes and actually more than that as well, it opens up a huge amount of opportunity for their business, which has been untapped. Tell it, what role does the business plan play in the latest wave of internet landing? That's a really good question. I think uh, the, the role that the business plan has is when you're talking about any type of funding, effectively, the, the principal aim when you're seeking funding from a business plan is A, to highlight the opportunity within the business and B, to underline the risks in that business and more importantly identify how you mitigate those risks and so even with internet lending i think a business plan is able to get you to think about those things in that sort of way because whether it's the bank whether it's a venture capital private equity firm crowdfunding or internet lending everyone's interested in the risk that they're going to be taking and the reward that they could potentially make and that for me is really that sits in the heart of what a business plan should be building and should be making is identifying those two elements, you know, whether you're looking to raise funding or not, because it really tells you about the areas where you can grow your business and the areas that you need to start paying attention to in order to protect the interests of your business. So Talat, it really sounds like the business plan, the way you envision it today has new meaning and that it really is more part of the entrepreneur's playbook of how they're going to operate their business to make sure that they're creating value. Yes, absolutely. I think that's exactly right. You know, one of the key things is that it is a very personal document. There have been instances where uh, people get advisors on board in order to build the business plan from scratch for them. That's not something that I subscribe to because of the reasons I've given earlier, that it is something that needs to come from the business owner. It needs to have their passion, their enthusiasm in it. And so in that way, developed by the business owner or the senior management team themselves, it is really, as you say, their playbook uh, in terms of how they're going to be addressing their business and the information they're going to be reflecting off in order to make decisions for their business. Yeah, and what better time to review a playbook than in the off-season, so to speak, right? So you, <laughs> here we are at the end of the year, and you're looking towards next year, and it's time to think about how you're executing and what areas you should focus on. And so this is interesting to me. So tell us about this course on business plans and what that's like and, and what your focus is. Yeah, so the course is called the Smart Business Plan Academy, and it's at www.thesmartbusinessplanacademy.com. And effectively, it's an online course specifically for people who've been in business uh, or who are in business at the moment and who've perhaps grown their business to a certain level, either haven't had a need for it or are seeking funding and think that they might need to, they might require help in terms of raising that funding. And what this course does is, it uses my proven system over the last 10 or 12 years. So everything that I've learned in that 10 or 12 year period of time as an investor and as a business advisor to numerous companies and having successfully raised uh, millions of dollars for all of these companies, it uses all of that expertise and it brings it all down, breaks it into steps. So it's a very much a step-by-step -step process of guiding business owners through 
the process of building their business plan. So it very much subscribes. So I'm not saying to them, this is a template, you know, just do this. I say to them, the sorts of questions and the sorts of material that we have in that course is very much, these are the questions you need to ask about your business. And to help you frame the discussion, these are some of the templates that you use for that. And the way that I built it in that sort of manner allows you to, A, get to a solution much quicker, but then B, develop a business plan, which is so focused uh, and so specific to your business uh, and answers some of the key questions that you need for decision-making and for fundraising that it becomes such a powerful tool for you to use even after you've completed it. And so for anyone who's interested in learning more about it and learning about how they could really help themselves in building a business plan, if they go to my website, which is www.thesmartbusinessplanacademy.com, they can download a free cheat sheet there which goes into some detail and gives them quite a lot of guidance in terms of how they would go about building a business plan. That's a powerful business plan uh, and is a business plan that they can create in uh, a much reduced period of time. And of course, we'll also have links to Talat's website on the show notes at businessownersradio.com. Talat, I want to thank you very much for your time today. I hope you had fun with us. Absolutely. It was great. And uh, I want to thank you guys again for having me on. Our guest today has been Talat Mahmoud of Sky Panther Capital. He is the founder of the Smart Business Plan Academy, his flagship online course on building powerful business plans for small and medium-sized businesses to help them grow and raise capital. We'll see you next week on Business Owners Radio. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business. Business.